welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein and Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got a, another great episode for you. Uh, we will get into some big NFL sales that occurred during the weekend. Uh, a, uh, a fun prop that uh, Sportsbooks put out regarding the, uh, the Cowboys kicker. Uh, but first, uh, time to talk about the, the results of the weekend. Uh, of course, we've got the AFC Championship game, Chiefs hosting the Bengals. Uh, and on the NFC side, we've got the Eagles hosting the 49ers. Uh, honestly, I think this is the four best teams in the league. I think, uh, this is, it's a great, it's a great slate of games. It's a great final four. Um, a lot of sports book directors and people in the industry have all kind of said that, uh, you know, they've all been in agreement that this is the tightest odds, uh, between the four teams left that they can remember. Uh, and in fact, I've, I've got a good stat here from our friend, David Purdom, uh, only twice in the Super Bowl era have the two conference championship games uh, featured point spreads smaller than a field goal. Uh, and we are on track uh, to to have our third instance of that. Uh, and so uh, before we get into, you know, what to look forward to this weekend, any uh, takeaways from from this previous weekend? Um, yeah, I think. Joe Burrow continue to do continues to do Joe Burrow things. He just it's amazing how some people can just turn it on when it's most needed. He just is super clutch. He did it in the national championship two seasons ago. He almost did it in the Super Bowl last year. Did it in the AFC Championship last year. <laughs> he just continues to figure it out. I, I thought Sean McDermott got completely outcoached. Um, they had no strategy. They barely could move the ball the entire game. Obviously, Stephon Diggs was was as upset as as anyone the bet the Bills probably was. Um, and then on the NFC side, uh, you know, Jalen looked pretty healthy, which, you know, we said the the question was going to be, how is Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts going to, um, prepare their injuries? And it seems like they both look pretty good. I'm sure both of them were in a ton of pain and they just gutted it out, but they both looked, you know, 90% healthy at, at worst. So, um, they're going to be tough this weekend. Yeah. Um, bill, bills were my pick. Um, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, I kind of bought into the idea of, you know, kind of a team of destiny, you know, DeMar Hamlin was going to make a return. Uh, I also maybe kind of bought into this conspiracy that, uh, the NFL really wanted that neutral site, uh, AFC championship game in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which, um, and this is getting kind of off topic, but I was listening to an interview, uh, a podcast interview last week with uh, this top executive at WWE, who has also been a, a longtime sports agent, and they were talking about the uh, the new rights deals for NBA, and he was saying that um, he really thinks ESPN is going to bid a lot of money to get the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game, uh, which TNT currently holds. And the reason he said that was because it is – one of the few events in sports where you know where it's going to be ahead of time. Uh, right. So like, you know, the world series, you don't, you don't know where it's going to be the NBA championship. You don't know where it's going to be these conference championship games. You don't, you don't know what it's going to be, but the, the networks love it because uh, it allows them to kind of do events around it. 
bring their sponsors, and it's they turn kind of turn into a whole event, you know, that they can throw a party at. Which obviously the Super Bowl is the the biggest example of that, mm -hmm. uh, as well as like the college uh, championship. And so the NFL was kind of putting out hints during the week about they put the tickets on sale, they sold out. It's this great thing, and everyone's like, I think the NFL is subtly dropping hints that they want to have neutral site conference championship games, which. I think 99.9% uh, .9 of the fans saw that and was like, that would be awful. That would be horrendous, but it would be good for the NFL, which, you know, fan uproar has never stopped the NFL from doing anything. But regardless, I kind of bought into that. I was like, wow, the, the, the NFL is going to really want this. And so uh, that was part of my reason for, for picking the bills. And, uh, but yeah, to your point, um, Joe, Joe Burrow uh, just did everything that he's, that he's done in, in, in his career. Um, just want to make, you know, one, one quick note about, the you, you were mentioning the, the the quarterback injuries. So mm -hmm. when once it was you know known that the Bengals were going to win that game, the sports books opened the AFC Championship game Chiefs minus three, and it was immediately bet down to uh, Chiefs minus one. Uh, and a lot of the risk managers were saying that uh, the line would have been Chiefs minus five and a half if Mahomes was a hundred percent healthy. So they thought that they were already decreasing the spread enough. But then the betters just came in and and poured money in on, on the Bengals, and so now we're staring at a at a one point spread. So, um, is everyone just assuming that Mahomes will be playing on one leg? Is that is that what everyone thinks is going to happen? Yeah, the odds makers are um, well, and, and the betters. And, yeah, and the betters. I disagree. I think he is going to be fine. Like the it's called it's like Toradol. I think is the the painkiller that. Um, NFL athletes are, uh, for the most part, they used in in situations like that. If you if you didn't watch the first half of that game and you only watched the second half of that game, I don't even think you would have known he was injured. Yeah. So um, no, he, Mahomes on one leg is better than ninety nine percent of the quarterbacks out there. Yeah. Um, I just I, I think we're overblowing this. This happens all the time when like injuries are like the, the only focus of a, a matchup. And I, I think it's completely overdone. The painkiller worked in the second half. He's not going to, you know, why, why would he be in worse shape, you know, uh, seven days later, you know, and, and a few hours, why would he be in worse shape next Sunday than he was in the second half of the prior game? Like he looked fine. He looked completely fine. Um, so I, I think it's completely overblown and he'll be, ready to go now the question becomes is joe burrow gonna have something to say about that we'll see i mean they are every single sports season we find a team that gets hot at the right time and i uh, i realize that the bengals didn't play incredible against the ravens like that's kind of tough to get up for when you're playing against tyler huntley and you know not uh not too much of a challenge but i mean they they literally uh, i had such flashbacks to joe burrow's national championship game he played a perfect game like as close to perfect as you can play. Like they, they ran the ball. Well, the defensive line, you know, <laughs> Romo kept getting very excited about the defensive line for Cincy and rightfully so like they played a really good game. Um, since he, since he nearly looked perfect. So I, I have to, we'll, we'll get to our picks later, but you can see where I'm going. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I guess the, the big question mark would be, you know, he'll come in, you know, is Mahomes going to come into the game feeling good. And then, you know, re-injure it right one, sure. one kind of bad hit and now all of a sudden he's kind of back back to square one of course um, possible yeah uh and so the other thing um was that i i bought into was this idea that uh the Bengals were, were missing three offensive linemen yeah uh, and that spread on sunday moved from 
uh, like Bills minus three and a half, you know, slash minus four to minus six. And at that point, I got scared. I was like, oh, wait, everyone is banking on this idea uh, and the snow, um, the you know, the snowfall in Buffalo, which honestly, I think helped the the Bengals because the Bills defensive linemen had, couldn't get any footing. So, you know, these the, the backup Bengals offensive linemen were, were able to kind of win at the, at the line of scrimmage because the the the, the Bills D line yep. wasn't able to, to get that pressure uh, on Burrow. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to more um, Super Bowl picks coming up in stake or swap. Uh, the other kind of big headline, uh, it, I don't know if it was just, you know, me or you that noticed this, but there was a just a crazy influx of parlays involving first touchdown scores and all you know, and a lot of people would have all four tight ends uh, on these things, or three out of the four were, were tight ends. Uh, and in fact, three out of the four games involved uh, the first touchdown score was a tight end. Uh, the only outlier was uh, Jamar Chase in the in the Bengals Bills games. Um, but uh, it's funny we we saw a couple of these uh, that came very close uh, to, to hitting. Yeah, yeah. So one um, lesser known example was going to get posted on PropSwap um, if Dawson Knox had uh, been the first scorer in that first um, you know game, the Cincy Buffalo game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the best one that I saw was a fifty dollar bet on Kelsey to score first, Goddard to score first, Knox to score first, and Schultz to score first, it would have paid $947,000, almost a million dollar payout off of like, to me, like Kelsey's a lock, like bet on him every single week to be the first touchdown. Mahomes loves him. He's literally, I cannot understand why teams do not guard him in the red zone. I just, I will not understand it. It's how last year's AFC championship ended with Kelsey streaking down the seam with a 50 yard catch. I just, I will never understand what I'm missing on why teams refuse to guard him in the red zone. So that's a lock. Goddard's probably a toss up between him and like, you know, AJ Brown, um, you know, Devontae. There's a few different weapons in Philadelphia. So that's a tough one. Dawson Knox, Josh Allen loves Dawson Knox in the red zone. So that was kind of a weird one that didn't hit. And then Schultz had a really good game last week. So not a crazy bet to turn 50 bucks into almost a million, but there was a ton of, of, Will the first tight end, will the first touchdown be scored by a tight end this weekend? And uh, clearly some of those almost paid off. So it was, it was pretty fun to see those come to fruition. Great prop swap bets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, but yeah. There, there's a little luck there in terms of like who gets the ball first. Um, you know, so that, that kind of also boosts the odds, right? Because, you know, Kelsey could be the first touchdown score for the chiefs, but you know, if, if let's say the Jaguars had gotten the ball first and went down and scored, then you're kind of a SOL there. Um, yeah. but, um, shifting gears to, uh, tickets that were listed and were sold, uh, we, it was a flurry of action all weekend long. Um, you know, tickets were selling during games after games. It was uh, just a, a very exciting weekend uh, for, for buyers and sellers on on PropSwap. Uh, but I thought I'd highlight two uh, different sales that occurred. Both occurred uh, at halftime of the 49ers-Cowboys games. Um, we had a customer. He originally bet $200 on a parlay that included a random World Cup match and Bengals to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So if you're unfamiliar... Uh, sports books will offer these kind of uh, exactas, they're called, which basically means that you're you're predicting not only who wins the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, but who 
beats them in the Super Bowl. Uh, you can do those as well as just matchup bets, which essentially is like a, a parlay of, of who's winning the, the two conferences. But so this customer, $200 uh, on the Bengals to beat the 49ers. And uh, if you, you know, if, if you recall, the 49ers were only up nine to six at halftime. Now, uh, you know, the, they had most of the momentum that you're able to kick a field goal at the end of the first half. And, you know, with the Cowboys kicker situation, which we'll get to in a second, the 49ers definitely um, seemed like they did have control of the game, even though it was a, it was a three point game, but he sold that $200 bet for $1,500 at halftime. It has a collect amount of $40,000. So the buyer got odds of 26 to one. That ticket today is now worth $4,700. So uh, prop swap buyer, Paid fifteen hundred could now be resold today for forty seven hundred dollars just off of one half of football. Three X. The, the same two customers also uh, exchanged uh, in in a transaction again at the same time. The original bet three hundred dollar bet on Chiefs to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, uh, and that ticket sold for thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, the collect amount is twenty seven thousand dollars. Uh, so the buyer got odds of 20 to one, that ticket is now worth $3,400. So just to recap there, the, this prop swap buyer now is in possession of two different tickets where one is for the chiefs to beat the Niners. And the other one is for the Bengals to beat the Niners. Uh, you know, he could win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he could win 40 K on the, on the one ticket, or he could win 27 K on the other ticket. And he is in for, uh, He's he's basically he's in for twenty eight hundred dollars for the purchases, and so I'll ask you which of these options, and if and if maybe there's a different one, but which of these options would if you were this buyer, what would you do? Would you sell both tickets before this weekend uh, for basically uh, a combined um, eight thousand dollars? Would you buy an Eagles Super Bowl ticket as a hedge? Or would you just let it ride this weekend and, and and hope that the Niners win and then figure it out next weekend? Um, in the most biased response ever, because I have been an Eagles fan for the last three years now, buy an Eagles Super Bowl ticket. Um, and that'd be reason number one. I'm somewhat saying that in jest, but honestly. And then the second response would be, we started this business by saying you never want to be naked on certain outcomes. So that's why we started Props Up, so you can lock in cash on your specific outcome that you have and not be exposed to the other side. In this situation, buy the Eagles ticket so that you're not exposed to the Eagles winning that game. And now both these tickets are garbage. Right. So as long as you have all your outcomes covered, that's our goal with prop swap. And, you know, um, so yes, buy the Eagles ticket as a hedge before that number moves. Um, Cause they, they were, they're back down to, um, Eagles are back down to plus 260. If you would have bought them earlier before the Cincinnati game was up, I think they were three to one. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, they were. Yeah, it's moving. Um, it's going lower. And I think that was part just because the Niners did not look great. Um, and But, yeah, we yeah. were texting, uh, you know, as the Bengals game was ending, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, the Bengals are a bigger favorite than the Eagles are right now. And, yeah, like, to, to your point, the Eagles are about three to one. Uh, I would agree with that also. I I – I would put some money on on the Eagles so that you're not totally naked. Um, and uh, which, you know, by the way, we're, we're, you know, uh, 
a lot of people say that we're always biased and saying you should sell. I, I'm, I'm not saying sell uh, in the, uh, at this point. I'm saying you definitely don't want to be naked uh, heading in, heading into the Super Bowl because, yeah, exactly. Like if the if the Forty ers lose, then 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 all that money goes out goes out the window. Um, you know, the other thing could be uh, putting an amount, uh, you know, putting a lesser amount on the Eagles money line. Uh, it's funny. That's another thing that moved as well. Even, even after the Niners won, Eagles opened minus one twenty-five uh, to win the the game on Sunday, and now they're up to like minus one forty-five. So I would maybe want to hop on that um, sooner rather than later. But that way, you could put less money than you would on the, on the Super Bowl future on them to win Sunday, and then if Eagles do win, then you can maybe you know roll that over into another another prediction because. Um, you know, if if you if you bet the Eagles Super Bowl future and then the Eagles lose, then obviously you're just kind of in a, in a deeper hole now. But uh, I think we're both in agreement that well, a just fantastic purchases by by this buyer uh, cool. at at halftime. Now, obviously, the 49ers could have lost and he could have had twenty hundred dollars down the drain. But um, you know, he he took a stance that the Niners would would pull that game out and uh, and he was correct. So now he's he's sitting in a great position right now. The question is, you know, is he gonna is he gonna guarantee himself uh, some some cash? Um, and then last thing, speaking about that, that, uh, that 49ers Cowboys game, uh, one interesting prop, and I don't think this has ever been done before, maybe, a, maybe a Super Bowl, right. Where there's you know hundreds of props, but, um, based off of what happened in that Cowboys bucks game with, uh, Brad Maher missing four extra points, um, sports books decided to hang a prop that would say, uh, you know, will, will Maher miss at least one extra point in this game? Uh, and uh, I'll use the soup book uh, for for example. Um, v came out the line that uh, no, he will not miss minus seven hundred, uh, and that uh, yes, he he will miss uh, like plus plus five hundred. Um, and if he'd never attempted one, then the, the no would win. And money came pouring in uh, that he would miss, which you know, there's no, that's no shocker that that betters want to you know. They like to bet on the things that are yes and things that are plus money, not you know things that not that things won't happen and and, and minus money. But um, uh, yeah, and obviously if you watch the game, uh, the first extra point was blocked. But I think everyone agrees that that would have gone ten feet wide of the of the goalpost, even if it wasn't blocked. So uh, sports books lost on that one, uh, and just another kind of fun prop that uh, that I would say you know most recreational betters cashed in on. Yeah. No, I was explaining. I had some a uh, couple of friends over watching the game would be the second game. And I was just explaining, like, for the most part, I would say 80% of the time, if a kick is blocked, it's 80% of the time it's actually the kicker's fault, which is weird. Like, I kind of thought that it was the offensive line, like, you know, the block, uh, the, you know, the lock snapper or someone that's not doing their job. But again, 20% of the time, that's true. Like, the line should have done a better job, but 80% of the time, it's their job to kick it high enough to get it past that, that defensive line. Right. So, and, um, and in this yeah. specific situation, <laughs> that kick was not even close to going in. Yeah. If, if someone comes off the edge and blocks it, that's probably on the line's fault. But if it's yeah. getting deflected up the middle, there's just not enough time for those middle rushers to get so far deep that, you know, that they're deflecting it, you know, on a, on a kick that, that would have, that would have made it. So I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, um, I saw a photo on Twitter. Uh, it was like, I think I'm Jay Feely, who's a, an analyst for, for CBS now, but he posted a photo that was like, he was like, look at how, like the, the ball, he kicked it off his ankle. Like it was like, his, he, he was, 
he had, his his foot was turned so much to the inside that like the ball went off his ankle. So, um, but uh, it's ironically Maher ended up making a couple extra a uh, couple field goals, and you know now the blame has shifted towards Dak and and the interceptions and the and the, and the missing receivers. Um, it's just he didn't play well. Agree, he yeah. deserved criticism for sure. But you know I I don't this I haven't heard anyone mention this though, but. There was a series uh, in the first half. This was after the, you know he had already missed the extra point where they went for it on fourth. It was like it was like around like thirty five yard line. It would have been a long field goal, right? Um, but you know a makeable field goal for for you know some of the best kickers like a, a Justin Tucker or whatever. Like and they went for it and they got it uh, and they moved the ball down the field more and then they had a turnover uh, and everyone's like, well, you know, it was a good decision to go for it and and you know yada yada yada. But I'm always like. It, but if they had a reliable kicker, they probably would have kicked the field goal, and that would be three points versus, you know, yeah, the the converted the fourth down, but that drive ended up in a turnover with zero points. So uh, even though that won't go on Maher's stat line, I do think that cost the Cowboys three points on that drive. Yeah, I'm well, I, I agreed. Um, but I, I know the pick that you're the turnover that you're referring to inexcusable like the guy they were sitting in zone so mark sanchez was on colin coward this morning he was talking about your progressions and when you're a right-handed quarterback and you're facing the right side of the field when you shift to the left you have such a shorter window because your shoulder was like covering up that side of the field your left shoulder is covering up the left side of the field and when dak turned left to go throw that pass he didn't read quick enough that that defensive back was literally just sitting there. He didn't come out of nowhere. He was just sitting there in zone waiting to deflect a pass, and Dak just threw it anyway, and it's completely on him. Sanchez is like, look, like this is on Dak. He needs a, a guy like Tom Brady would never make that mistake or Peyton Manning. Like When you're, make, you're making your progressions, you have to realize that the left side of the field, if you're right-handed quarterback, is going to have way less time for you to process, and he just missed him, and and they, they at, to your point, at minimum should have had three there, minimum. So yeah. um, I hear you on the on the the mayor pushback, but Maher pushback, but um, Dak also was that's just inexcusable in a in a playoff game. Yep. So uh, yet another se- you know de- great regular season for the Cowboys ends in disappointment uh, in in the playoffs. But um, Jer- really, if you're, if you're an NFL fan, that that's what that's what's going to happen. Like I mean, you know, I guess better to be in the playoffs than you know Bears fans like us, where it's like we're yeah. celebrating the uh, the worst record in the league. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Brock Purdy, once again, undefeated eight, no, uh, leading his team, uh, to the NFC conference championship. Uh, and so, uh, I think it's time to get into our predictions for this weekend with a little steak or swap. We are going back to the well with some Super Bowl MVP uh, picks. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about Josh Allen. You can throw that one in the trash, although I stand by the hypothesis behind that. If you did like the Bills, uh, Luke went with Christian McCaffrey, um, who the odds have improved since uh, since the, the pick you gave out last week, but not by that much. Um, I think, and that kind of uh, was a result of the 49ers just not having a, a great offensive uh, performance, but um, still definitely a, a live ticket. And, you know, if they do make it to the Super Bowl, then, um, you know, anything could happen. I would not put anything past a, a guy like Christian McCaffrey. So uh, we'll start with you again first. Uh, we will be talking about Joe Burrow, uh, Joey B. 
currently four to one to win Super Bowl MVP, which is compared to odds of of two and a half to one for them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Luke, are you staking or swapping Burrow? I'm going to stake Joe Burrow at four to one uh, at points bet uh, for exactly what you just mentioned. They're plus two sixty. This team, you know, we alluded to this earlier. Like this guy is just playing perfect football. It literally reminds me of that national championship three seasons ago. Um, and they could have won last year. Obviously, they were one, you know, uh, running back out route away from converting that, potentially winning that game against the Rams last year. So um, I just continued to love this team. Um, and yeah, pretty simple logic. Better value than uh, the, the Super Bowl futures are giving me. And um, yeah, getting, you know, four. 40% more money, 50% more money. Um, I'll, I'll stick with Burrow. Um, I am going to swap uh, Burrow, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he was actually 10 to 1 last week, which and that was early in the week uh, when I was looking at it. He probably went even up higher as the, the Bengals' odds moved higher. So um, if you were holding on to one of those tickets, I would definitely say now is the time to sell at, at 4 to 1. Uh, but if you're not holding one of those tickets, I just – don't think the the value is there. You know, uh, you don't know who they're going to play. I mean, if they play the Eagles, um, you know, they could be underdogs in that game. Um, you know, you'll still get a chance to to get probably plus money on him. In, you know, next week in the game. Um, and I, I even though the, the line is moving towards the Bengals against the Chiefs, I still kind of like the Chiefs uh, in that game. Uh, although, again, I could be could be wrong on that. So. Um, I'm I'm gonna swap Joe Burr. I just don't think the there's crazy enough uh, upside uh, there for that. But I mean, is there any other? If if you like the Bengals in the Super Bowl, like would you would you suggest anything else? Yeah, another one I was gonna give Jamar Chase is twenty five to one to win Super Bowl MVP. Like that is crazy value. You're getting ten x your money on him instead of the Bengals winning the championship. So yeah, tons of value there. Obviously, he had the opening touchdown in the game yesterday and he just they have so much chemistry like they just you know he joey clearly knows what jamar is going to do before he does it so there's that's an excellent bet and again to get 10x my 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 cash instead of picking the Bengals to win the super bowl i like that yeah no that that i think that's also a a a smart pick um so next one we'll talk about uh travis kelsey to win Super Bowl MVP, uh, he is currently twenty-five to one. Uh, at pretty much every sports book, uh, I, d- I did a pretty extensive look, um, and uh, he's pretty much twenty-five to one across the board. Uh, I am going to stake Kelsey uh, uh, to win Super Bowl MVP, and here was my strategy. I, I looked at, you know, I looked at all the four games that happened this weekend, and I said, okay, if there was an MVP <clears throat> given out for for each team that won, like who would it have been? Uh, I think it would have been obviously Burrow in the Bengals game. It would have been Hertz in the Eagles game. Uh, that Cowboys 49ers game was, was uh, pretty defensive, which uh, I'll get to in a second. But if you look at that Jaguars chiefs game, Travis Kelsey absolutely balled out. And, and we talked about earlier, just the fact that defenses don't cover him, but in that Jags game, 17 targets, 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the, it doesn't matter. I mean, the last year against the Bills in the AFC champion or the yeah in the AFC championship game um, or the, the the divisional round. I mean, he just would leave him wide open in that in that thirteen second you know kind of comeback. Uh, he just always AFC seems to find a way to yeah. get open. Um, he always finds the end zone. Uh, and you know, again, I would 
believe that Mahomes would be the 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 steep favorite if if he did make it to the Super Bowl. But I think uh, if you just look at that game, right, the the Chiefs won twenty seven twenty. Kelsey would have gotten the MVP in that in that uh, in that game. So uh, I will be if if you like the Chiefs, I would say stake Kelsey uh, twenty five to one. Yeah. Um, completely agree. Um, I, I will also stake Travis Kelsey at 25 to one. I think that's great value. The guy is an absolute lock to score a touchdown. I just, I was literally thinking like, this goes back to like high school football, like in high school football, if there was a star player on the other side of the field, the scout team, someone on the scout team who the offense is playing against would wear like a yellow Jersey. And then before every play, we would have to shout out. Okay. Like, Star players on the right side of the field, star players on the left side of the field. Like, who's accounting for the star player? <laughs> like, that was 16 year olds running around an Illinois high school football field. Like, I just do not understand how every single play the defense is not saying to one another, Where is 87? Like, yeah, that, uh, Collinsworth kind of made a comment about this. I think it might have to do with the fact, and again, this pie is, you know, kind of goes to why Gronk was also so, so dominant, but with these tight ends that can block and can catch he gets lost the mix so much where he stays in the block for like a, a second or two and they do play action and everyone, and, and he just got kind of lost the mix and he's not, you know, lining up, you know, in the slot or on the Y where it's like, okay, like that's where he is. He's definitely going out for a route. Like I think he does a really good job of, of, of disguising his, his run block and then, yep. and then running a route. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, at least last year, you'd have to account for 10 Tyreek Hill and 87. Like you really you pick your poison there. Like you, if you try to guard one, the other one's going to get open. But with this Chiefs offense, like everyone else kind of stinks. There's really no one else that's a dominant player on the offensive side of the ball. So like for me, like this is kind of going against my argument here because I'm saying that defenses should be able to guard him, but like no one's figured it out. So um, I just feel like if you want to shut this team down, if Cincinnati's smart, like and Zach Taylor obviously is, he's more of an awesome guy, offensive guy than defensive guy, but he's a smart guy. Clearly, you got to shut 87 down. So we'll see if they can figure it out. No one has yet. I still think there's value there at 25 to 1. He's an absolute lock to score a touchdown. Um, and, of course, there's injury risk there with Mahomes. So, um, you know, is there a world where they win the championship, Henny throws him a touchdown in the second half, and Chiefs win anyway? It's, it's possible. Injury yeah. risk to Mahomes, so th- therefore he doesn't win MVP. Kelsey wins MVP. Now, I will say, if the Chiefs do go through bowl, the the 49ers and Eagles defenses are are much better than than the Jaguars. So, uh, you know, I would think it's not going to be as easy as it was on on Saturday. Uh, and so, to that point, I just was going to mention one last thing because again, I talked about the Cowboys 49ers game. If there was an MVP given out for that, I think it would have to go on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and I think that would be uh, Fred Warner, who led the team in tackles, had a pick. The man was all over the field. Um, and again, I think if you do like the Niners, I think it would be smart to look outside that quarterback position. So whether it be McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, uh, I think if you go to the defensive side, um, I think Fred Warner at 100 to 1. Uh, or I saw at Superbook, he was 150 to 1. Um, I think that could be a, a, a nice little long shot if you do like the Niners. So, yeah. um, and, and obviously just layer in, if you can, if the Niners, you know, say the Niners go and it's like a 10, seven score at half Niners versus Cincinnati, let's say like sell that thing on props up at halftime at, you know, odds of 15 to one. Yep. Yep. Um, we will be having, we'll be updating, you know, suggested prices. Uh, people will be buying and selling during the big game. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll have time to get to that uh, as we lead up the Super Bowl. So um, 
Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week.